0: September 27th, and as we look into the New Testament today, our reading will be from the book of Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 through 33. As he encourages us to live godly lives, Paul takes us to the temple and reminds us of the sacrifice Jesus made for us. If we walk in love, our lives will be living sacrifices, a fragrance to the Lord which is pleasing. Sin is ugly and a stench in God's nostrils. Then Paul goes to the field and reminds us that walking in the light produces spiritual fruit. If we walk in the light, we cannot have fellowship with the darkness. And he also takes us to the marketplace and exhorts us to be like good merchants who know how to buy up an opportunity. You see, when you walk in wisdom, you use your time wisely. And then we follow him to the banqueting hall and learn to walk in the spirit and be joyful, thankful, and submissive to one another. And with that, let's begin today's reading in the New Testament. September 27th, Ephesians chapter five, verses one through 33. Follow God's example in everything you do because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love for others, following the example of Christ, who loved you and gave himself as a sacrifice to take away your sins. And God was pleased, because that sacrifice was like sweet perfume to him. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, And coarse jokes, these are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. For a greedy person is really an idolater who worships the things of this world. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins, for the terrible anger of God comes upon all those who disobey Him. Don't participate in the things these people do. For though your hearts were once full of darkness, now you are full of light from the Lord, and your behavior should show it. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Try to find out what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, rebuke and expose them. It is shameful even to talk about the things that ungodly people do in secret. But when the light shines on them, it becomes clear how evil these things are. And where your light shines, it will expose their evil deeds. This is why it is said, Awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light. So be careful how you live, not as fools, but as those who are wise, make the most of every opportunity for doing good in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but try to understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, let the Holy Spirit fill and control you. Then you will sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, making music to the Lord in your hearts. And you will always give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And further, you will submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Your wives will submit to your husbands as you do to the Lord. For a husband is the head of his wife as Christ is the head of his body, the church. He gave his life to be her Savior as the church submits to Christ. So you wives must submit to your husbands in everything. And you husbands must love your wives with the same love Christ showed the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by baptism and God's word. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church, without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man is actually loving himself when he loves his wife. No one hates his own body, but lovingly cares for it, just as Christ cares for his body, which is the church, and we are his body. As the scriptures say, a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. This is a great mystery, but it is an illustration of the way Christ and the church are one. So again I say, each man must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband.
1: There are many of you here tonight, you look like a Christian, you act like a Christian in many ways, but deep inside there's no abiding in Christ. The moment you receive Christ, the moment you put your whole weight on Christ, the Spirit of God comes to live within you and He lives through you and in you and He lives the Christian life through you. When you come to Jesus Christ, you not only accept Him as Savior, but you accept Him as Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ. He must be Lord of your eyes, Lord of your ears, Lord of your tongue, Lord of your hands, Lord of your feet, Lord of your pocketbook, Lord of your bank account, Lord of your family. He's first in every area of your life. Is he in yours? Or are you among the branches that need to be cut off? And he said that he cuts them off, he prunes them back, and they're thrown into the fire. Jesus withdrew himself into solitary places to meet God and we must do the same thing. We must keep contact with him every day. It must be constant and deliberate, never a day when we do not sense his presence. And without this abiding, you cannot do anything that will be spiritually pleasing to God. Without me, you can't bear supernatural fruit. But with him, I can love that fellow over there that normally I wouldn't love. Now you can't change your past but you can determine your destiny by deciding for Christ. But Christ can change your past. He died on the cross so that all the sins you've ever committed all the things you've ever done wrong are forgiven. What do you have to do? You have to repent of your sins. That means to be willing to change your way of living. You may have no power to do it. But if you surrender to Christ, he'll give you the power. Jesus Christ said, I am the way. Come to Christ. He will give you a new strength and a new power and a new joy and a new peace and a purpose for living. Every person that ever lived has to make the same choice. It's either the world and its pleasures and its gods or it's Christ. Which is it for you? Oh yes, there's pleasure in sin for a short time. But it's soon over. The hangover comes. And there's nothing you can do about it. Choose Christ. And there'll never be a hangover except joy and peace. And it's an urgent decision because to delay makes the right decision harder. Indecision in itself is a choice. If you have a ticket for a flight to Atlanta tonight... And can't decide whether to go or not if you wait past the departure time the choice will have been made the plane will take off without you time decides if you will not and time always decides against you there's a lonely arena in the depths of your heart where the greatest battle of life must be fought alone that's your decision about christ your parents can't make it for you the church can't make it for you Your friends can't make it for you. Your girlfriend, your boyfriend can't make it for you. You have to make it yourself. And your decision, yes or no, will decide where you'll be a hundred years from now. I believe that none of you are here by accident. I believe that you're here on this particular night because this is the night that you are to meet God in a new way and receive Him into your heart. If you're not sure that you're ready to meet God, If you're not sure you're going to heaven and you're not sure that your sins are forgiven, you come and make Him Lord and Savior of your life.
0: Psalm 69 begins with sinking, but it ends with singing. It goes from prayer to praise, from reproach to rejoicing, because David poured out his heart to the Lord. No matter how painful your situation may be, tell God exactly how you feel. And this is a messianic psalm. Out of David's sufferings, the Lord revealed his son. One purpose God has in allowing his people to suffer is that they might become more like Jesus Christ, and that makes it all worthwhile. In attacking King David, the enemy, they were also rebelling against God and inviting their own judgment. Now it's not easy to bear reproach because We want to be accepted and approved by others. But in the battle against sin, God's soldiers are often falsely accused and lied about. When this happens to you, remember that it also happened to David and to Jesus. You're in good company. Psalm 69, verses 19 through 36. You, Lord, know the insults I endure, the humiliation and disgrace, You have seen all my enemies, and know what they have said. Their insults have broken my heart, for I am in despair. If only one person would show some pity, if only one would turn and comfort me, but instead they give me poison for food, they offer me sour wine to satisfy my thirst. Let the bountiful table set before them become a snare. And let their security become a trap. Let their eyes go blind, so they cannot see. And let their bodies grow weaker and weaker. Pour out your fury on them. Consume them with your burning anger. May their homes become desolate, and their tents be deserted. To those you have punished, they add insult to injury. They scoff at the pain of those you have hurt. Pile their sins up high and don't let them go free. Erase their names from the book of life. Don't let them be counted among the righteous. I am suffering and in pain. Rescue me, O God, by your saving power. Then I will praise God's name with singing, and I will honor him with thanksgiving. For this will please the Lord more than sacrificing an ox or presenting a bull with its horns and hooves. The humble will see their God at work and be glad. Let all who seek God's help live in joy. For the Lord hears the cries of his needy ones. He does not despise his people who are oppressed. Praise him, O heaven and earth, the seas and all that move in them. For God will save Jerusalem and rebuild the towns of Judah. His people will live there and take possession of the land. The descendants of those who obey him will inherit the land, and those who love him will live there in safety. Proverbs 24, verse 7. Wisdom is too much for a fool. When the leaders gather, the fool has nothing to say.